0: My friends, hey, Brother Richard's here again today. Thanks for returning to our class. We're studying emotional wellness through a doctrinal approach. And today, well, we've been hunkered down the last um, few episodes talking about feelings, um, thoughts. And today we're going to talk about one feeling in particular. Let me pull up uh, my notes here. Remember, belief windows, we see the world through different beliefs, uh, and we interpret our world based on our beliefs that we see. Remember, circumstances are just facts. Our beliefs are how we interpret those circumstances. And feelings and emotions, they're created by our beliefs and thoughts and not by the actual circumstances themselves. Remember, all experiences must be processed through your brain before you experience any emotional response. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, two great men, two faithful men, you're going to see different beliefs on their belief windows. You're going to see beliefs such as I'm always right. You're going to see a belief that says the older relative is in charge. You're going to see another belief that says life should be fair. You're going to see another belief on someone's belief window that says, I'm more important than you. (laughs) And you know people. You know people like this that have different beliefs. They Again, they view the world through their belief windows. And on that window, they have different ideas, principles, beliefs, and that's how they interpret and experience the world. And it's just part of mortality. However, we've got to make sure that our beliefs and our belief windows are congruent with and aligned with the principles of the restored gospel. The story I want to introduce you today uh, is the story of Abraham and Lot uh, after traveling out of Sodom and Gomorrah, escaping the destruction. Well, yeah, I mean, Lot's wife didn't make it, but <laughs> Lot did. And uh, he's got his uh, herdsmen, it looks like, uh, got these huge um, uh, flocks, and Abraham has his family, he's got flocks and herds as well, and they get to what looks like the promised land. And there's this, a decision that needs to be made on the one side. there is this beautiful lush field I mean fields, acres and acres of fields, water and stream, plenty for any any flock or herd to uh, to get fat on. The other side to the left is, well, it's barren. It's it's dry. It would require a lot more work, a lot more toil and patience um, to not just develop it, but to keep the flocks and herds alive. As they arrive uh, there, there was a disputation um, among these two groups. Abraham approaches Lot, and there's a discussion that ensues. And uh, Abraham is so good. He's so good at, I think, managing his emotions because he has correct beliefs on his belief window. You see, as the the, the, um, contention begins, Abraham simply says uh, unto Lot, this is Genesis 13, verse 8, Let there be no strife, for we be brethren. Again, that's Genesis 13, verse 8. Let there be no strife. Let there be no strife, for we be brethren. We're brothers. Let's not fight. (laughs) Okay. In other words, Lot, you know what? You are more important than this circumstance. Again, that's the belief on his belief window, right? I care more about you than I do any land anywhere in the world. We're family. Again, that's another belief on his belief window. Lot, it looks like his beliefs were, I need to keep my my cows fat. I need to make sure my sheep are fed. I got to make sure that I fight and, and, and dig and claw and nail after the best land because it's important to me. I think uh, God owes me this land. Those might be some of the beliefs on Lot's belief window. But Abraham, he has a higher vision. He uses gospel principles and realizes that family is the most important thing and that contention is of the devil. And so he just quells the contention by simply saying, let there be no strife. Let there be no strife. You see, 5 11, 29, he that hath the spirit of contention is not of me, but is of the devil, who is the father of contention. He stirreth up the hearts of men to contend with anger, one with another. Brothers and sisters, please understand that anger is a secondary emotion. You don't feel angry. You feel misunderstood, um, undervalued, unappreciated, and the coping mechanism that you and I tend to use is anger. We feel ripped off, misunderstood, unappreciated, and so our response is that secondary emotion of anger. Notice in 35, 11, 29, the devil stirs up the hearts so that we contend with anger. That first step is getting stirred up. You see, back in Genesis with Abraham and Lot, right, Um, Lot was getting stirred up, and he becomes contentious. Abraham, I'm sure, was getting stirred up, but instead of going to that secondary motion of anger, he simply says, let there be no strife. (laughs) Francis, I would invite you, uh, my challenge for today is simply that. When you have contentious moments, would you use the line from Genesis 13, 8, and just simply say, Let there be no strife. Let there be no strife. You see, anger is one letter away from danger. (laughs) And I testify as you start to feel stirred up and want to feel anger, you're in a dangerous, dangerous ground. So when people cut you off in traffic, let there be no strife. When uh, your roommate or your spouse takes that last piece of cake, oh, (laughs) let there be no strife. You are more important than, than my satisfaction with that piece of cake. Okay. When you get that bad grade, you feel like the teacher has mistreated you. Let there be no strife. Talk to the professor calmly, collectively, see if you can work something out. But if not, let there be no strife. Don't let the devil stir up your heart so that you contend with anger. Avoid it. Now here's one step. We have a sympathetic um, uh, nervous system. It's a sympathetic response. It's the fight or flight. You have probably heard that before. It's stress. When we're under stressful moments, we're either going to fight or we're going to flight. We're going to run away. And that's it our and you know this the heart rate accelerates that the blood vessels um, dilate uh, the pupils dilate we our breathing is labored when we get into those stressful moments it's the sympathetic nervous system kicking in there's also a parasympathetic nervous system that calms us here's how you engage it it's a two four six system. Uh, I know one little uh, side note on the parasympathetic, they call it the rest and digest. Instead of fight or flight, it's rest and digest. It allows you to process it. So the four, six, eight, here's what you do. You simply breathe out for four seconds. Two, three, four. Breathe in for six seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then out nice and slow for eight seconds. four, six, eight. Out for four, in for six, out for eight. Our physiology responds to that. When you do that, your heart rate lowers, your breathing slows, your blood vessels relax, your eyes relax, your brain goes into a a restful state. You can respond instead of react. It makes all the difference. Again, the challenge for today let there be no strife. And if you feel stirred up and you want to contend with anger and there's that emotion of anger, the way to separate the emotion from you is to 468. <sighs> out for four, in for six, out for eight. Try that today as you get stirred up. And we're going to be stirred up. Oh, it's part of mortality. But there's a way to fight against it. I invite you to give it a try today as you manage your anger. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.